Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Blackhawks Live. No, it's all Let go, Blackhawks. That's hockey, baby. From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain, go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Here's Chris Bowden and Nick Gismondi. One more really big show here over the course of the next hour as we uh, have our season finale edition. Then uh, Nick and I will skate out to center ice, raise our sticks, and uh, give you a, a big thank you. Welcome into Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. We'll be joined in a couple of minutes by Mike Hardman, who is a, a fun guy to talk to, to listen to, and quite frankly, he's been a fun guy to watch in the first eight games of his NHL career and been productive at that. So uh, looking forward to visiting with Mike here in just a few minutes. But uh, Nick Gizmondi, what's cracking, buddy? Bodes, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm going to miss this every Can we just do this anyway? Well, we'll just get on a Zoom call and yeah, just talk about hockey pe- for an hour every yeah, Monday? People may think we're a little bit silly, but, uh, you know, if we want to open it up to anyone who uh, wants to join us, if we, uh, we have Curtis arrange a Zoom yeah. call every week and like uh, maybe get a little less dressed up or something like that, enjoy our favorite beverages while we're doing it as well, since we uh, won't technically be on the air. Uh, we can, like a great idea. We can, we can roll the dice on that if, 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 if we want to. Uh, hey, uh, season-wise, Lines up with uh, the two home games before fans, and it was so great. Even though there were only you know about four thousand or so in the house, it did make a difference. There was uh, an extra dose of life there while Jim was singing the national anthem, while the organ was rocking the rafters, and it was a whole bunch of fun. But when you look back at these two games against the Dallas Stars, Nick, they're kind of symbolic of the way the, the entire season has gone. <laughs> on Sunday night, you know they hang on for the victory. Last night. Unfortunately, they can't close it out. A 4-2 lead in the third period evaporates. And I'll go back to this. I said it on the postgame show. I said it a few minutes ago with Steve Bertrand. You go into this season uh, knowing no Taves, no Doc, a bunch of rookies. And if you tell anybody they're going to have 55 points in 56 games, uh, people would probably raise their hand and, and run with it. And uh, even though they teased us a little bit with the, in the playoff picture there for, for quite some time, uh, all in all, uh, you know, I think if there's any way you can call a season a success without making the playoffs, this might be it. Yeah, I, I think so for sure. I think when you take a look at the totality of this thing and, and, and what the expectations were coming in and what they got out of it and then what these young players, I mean, 10 guys, 10 rookies in the lineup the other night. I mean, when you think about the experience that they've gotten, and, and, and you're going to hear it later on from, from Hardman when we bring him on, but, it, you, you know, it's the bonding and the, the, the maturity and the experience and the things that they gain from a season like this. And you mentioned them being in the playoff hunt for a while. Even that benefits these rookies because they got a taste of pressure hockey. They got a taste of, okay, it's do or die every time we step on the ice. So I think for the Chicago Blackhawks, all in all, you, 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 you gained more than you lost by not making the playoffs this year. Yeah, the playoffs would have been great. That would have been an extra level of, of maturity and experience and whatnot. But you got guys... Uh, taking reps as leaders that maybe didn't step into that light before. You got rookies getting experience that maybe would have taken them years to get, and 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 you got a new, you know, uh, 
essentially roster of goaltenders that also got some some valuable experience. So I, all in all, I think this was a was a win and I think a benefit. And I think that we're going to look back at this season in a couple of years and be like, that might have been the year that mm-hmm. put these guys on the path to be in contention like they are right now. Exit interviews going on uh, today and tomorrow. We heard from a handful of Blackhawks via Zoom and their final media availability. Some of the things we learned today, uh, uh, guys bound for the world championships. Dominic Kubelik to the Czech Republic. Brandon Hagel, the Team Canada, and Nikita Zadorov to Russia. Uh, Patrick Kane will not play for uh, Team USA. He's got a baby after all. He also says he's been dealing with an injury issue ever since before the playoff bubble last year. Didn't reveal it, but something he may have to have addressed in the in the se- uh, during the offseason, something minor. And I want to let you hear real quick here what Patrick had to say about shouldering some of the blame here. Amazing season in the fact that right now he is second in the league in assists with 51, yeah. fourth in points at 66, but just 15 goals, only four over his last 33 games, and he shouldered some of the load on that front of this team falling short of the playoffs. It becomes depressing, you know. I mean, you want to uh, you want to be playing in the in the big games and the big moments, and you know it's obviously tough. And I think you can. Uh, at the end of the year, I mean, it'd be easy to, you know, point fingers and different things as to, to why we missed the playoffs, but you take it upon yourself to um, look at what you did and, and what you could have done to help this team even more. And obviously, I look at my season, you know, when I was producing a lot and uh, and had a big start to the season, you know, we were, we were in a playoff position. So, obviously, that didn't continue, and you see, uh, see we kind of faded out of uh, a playoff position, so... You know, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think those two things go those two things go hand in hand and you know in the future just gotta produce uh, you know more consistently and uh, and uh you know be better for the team. Yeah, just uh, real quick, Nick, uh, last year certainly an aberration we learned for Alex to bring it. We know this year was an aberration from a goal scored standpoint for eighty eight. Yeah, listen, I, I mean, obviously he's dealing with something. He emphasized that it's a very little minor thing that, that he's not overly worried about, but certainly that had to play a role. And listen, I love the growth in, in leadership that, that Patrick Kane has had to yeah. shoulder this year based on just who's not been in the lineup and, you know, the loss of some key guys and, and this and that. So that, for me, that's that's a guy that I would I would follow into the into the gates of H-E double hockey stick and, and, and back. I mean, a guy like that... Uh, you know who who's done so much for this team already, right? I mean, for gosh sakes, uh, you know what hasn't Patrick Kane done in the city of Chicago and for the Blackhawks? But for him to for him to take the responsibility and and try to own up to something like that, that's that's kind of what you look for in a leader, man. That's 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 everything you want in a guy that you're going to follow. We uh, well, he did play into mid-May, although not the way he wanted to play into mid-May here this year <laughs> with this uh, this crazy season. Time for our first break here. When we come back, we'll hear from Mike Hardman. That's next on Blackhawks Live, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Delia plays the puck behind the net over to Murphy near corner. He'll pass up the right wing to Kane, then to McKenzie and Entwistle through center right over the Hurricane line down the right wing. He fires, save, rebound, score! Following up on the shot, it was Mike Hardman. And Hardman let it rip for his first NHL goal, and the Blackhawks have a 2 0 lead over Carolina. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. 
Chris Bowden, Nick Gizmondi here on our uh, season finale show here on 720 WGN. And we are pleased to be joined by a guy that maybe a lot of Blackhawk fans weren't even aware of before March 30th when he signed a two-year deal here with the Blackhawks after a couple of seasons uh, playing for Boston College. But they certainly know him now. Uh, Eight games under his NHL belt, and he has a goal and two assists to show for it, including one last night in the 5-4 overtime loss to the Dallas Stars. It is our pleasure to bring in another one of those Blackhawks rookies making his debut this season and scoring his first NHL goal as well, Mike Hardman. Mike, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, well, uh, so try to put into words what these last couple of weeks have been for you. Uh, again, deciding uh, to uh, end your collegiate career uh, after a, a very successful run. I'm, I'm sure you're disappointed with how this season ended for uh, BC, but then uh, deciding to, to move forward. And uh, how did this relationship with the Blackhawks, I guess we'll start there, begin in terms of their interest in you and uh, how many other clubs had interest in you as well? Yeah, it was uh, just, it was definitely the hardest decision of my life leaving BC. Uh, I'm from Boston, and uh, I grew up uh, going to all the Beanpot games, hockeyist games. So I watched a lot of BC being games growing up, and um, just uh, just the opportunity to go play at BC was was an honor. I played for Coach York for two years, and he was in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He was one of the best coaches I've ever had. And um, but yeah, no, I thought uh, you know, after this year, I thought I was ready to to make the next step and. Um, you know, in the, in the play of pro hockey. And, uh, you know, I think the Blackhawks, they showed interest uh, starting my freshman year uh, with Mike Donahue. He's the uh, head scout now, and he's a Mass, Mass, uh, Massachusetts guy. And uh, But, yeah, I met with him a few times my freshman year, and then uh, met, them, met with them this summer, talked to them over Zoom. And um, But, yeah, no, there was, there was uh, some other teams uh, that were interested, but I thought the Blackhawks was the best fit for me. Just uh, with so much opportunity here and um, – you know, there's a lot of young guys uh, coming uh, down the line here. So, but yeah, no, I, I love I love Chicago so far. It's been an awesome three weeks, and I'm really happy that I chose to sign here. As a Boston guy, uh, Mike, you clearly know the 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 relevance and the the revenance that comes with being a uh, being with an original six, and I'm sure that certainly played into uh, you know the the eagerness to be with an with an original six franchise in the NHL. But what's that jump like from 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 playing college and kind of sort of skipping over that 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 little that that AHL kind of warm up and getting right into uh, right into the crux of an NHL season at, at, at what at that moment in, in March was a crucial crucial time for these uh for these blackhawks yeah it was it was awesome i think that there's it was definitely um you know the change of pace was was a lot faster going from college to the nhl and you know i was lucky enough to uh get out of quarantine and practice for for about a week and a half with the team here and kind of get used to the uh the pro pace and and just talking to guys like um you know i've been in the league for a while just talking about the league and kind of just learning the ins and outs but uh, you know, my first game is, you know, today I'll never forget playing against Tampa, the defending champs, and just kind of getting right into it. And, um, you know, it was awesome. But I think that, um, you know, it was, it was definitely it was great to, you know, play in these eight games this spring and kind of learn what I need to, um, you know, get better at to you know, try to make the team at a training camp next year. And But, you know, I thought it was uh, an awesome opportunity. And, uh, you know, these past couple weeks or weeks, I'll never forget for sure. Well, you have an interesting backstory that I want to want to get to here eventually. Nick and I want to get to here eventually, but uh, for the here and now, uh, what was your 
oh man, I'm in the NHL moment, whether it was going up against somebody or, uh, you know, uh, hitting somebody that uh, you've been watching or just a matter of fact, as you mentioned before, making your NHL debut against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Is there, a, is there one, one moment that particularly stood out that, that said, well, I, I, I'm wearing the uniform, I signed the contract, I know I'm supposed to play, but wow, now I am here in the NHL. Yeah, there, there was a couple of moments. I'd say my first game, just uh, uh, I remember, I think it was in, in the first period of my first game, just uh, lined up for a face-off, and uh, Victor Hadman's right next to me, and I'm just like, this is unbelievable. Like, this guy is someone I've watched my, you know, like most of my life on TV, and having him right next to me. But uh, I think another cool moment was uh, we are playing Florida in my second game, and I finished my check on, on Keith Yando, who, who's another Boston guy, and, uh, you know, I know him. You know pretty well. Uh, he uh, pretty well now, but uh, he uh, he kind of gave me a couple of cross checks and, and tripped me a little bit. But um, he had, he had no idea it was me. But uh, but yeah, I, I know him because he's a Boston guy. But just uh, just playing against these these you know future Hall of Famers and and guys that you know so many people back home know about. It was pretty cool. Just having like most of my buddies back home like asking me about certain guys. Even playing against a guy like Jimmy Ben uh, the last two games was unbelievable. He's a um, you know, he's one of the one of the best players in the league, and just to uh, be able to be on the ice with a guy like that, it's just uh, it, it's really it really is incredible. And now to cap it off, you're getting interviewed by legendary Chris Bowden on WGN Radio in Chicago. I mean, yeah. that's, who that? You're gonna go out to yeah, dinner on that one that. tonight, right? Yeah, not that at all. Definitely, definitely a nice feeling. <laughs> we we talk a lot about, and, and Bodes and I have talked a lot about this. Uh, we're you know we're we're hockey guys, and uh, the the small world that the game of this sport is, and just the coincidences that come about in it. And you know, Bodes alluded to it a little earlier, but uh, your grandpa was the captain of BU and played against Jerry York, who was at BC during sixty four sixty five season, and then you know uh, York ends up being your coach. So there had to have been a little bit of. Uh, uh, there had to have been a little back and forth between you guys there and, and, and coach, I imagine, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was actually pretty crazy. Like when I was in the BCHL, my um, my last year junior, and I was honestly choosing between uh, BC and BU, and that was a tough decision for me because growing up, I was a huge BU fan. My you know my grandfather was was the captain there his senior year, and growing up, I was you know going to every BU game on Friday and Saturday nights with my dad and. Uh, you know, wearing the BU jersey, the face paint, all that stuff. And I remember telling, like, my family that I was coming to BC, and they were just like, what? Like, it was seriously, everyone was in shock. But I, I was I was a prep school guy. I went to prep school for two years. And, um, you know, BC has more of a campus feel, and BU is more, more in the city. And um, even for hockey, too, just talking to the coaches. And uh, I thought for an opportunity st- uh, standpoint, I was going to play a lot more my freshman year where, you know, where I did. I played with, uh, you know, Two first-round picks was Alex Newhook and Matt Boldy, and uh, you know they're unbelievable players. Two of my best buddies, and uh, you know I got to play with those guys, and it was just a great two years. And if I could do it all over again, I'd, I'd choose BC hundred uh, percent. Yeah, have you have you uh, been in touch with Boldy and and, and Newhook and saying, hey, uh, I've already racked up more NHL points than you two have combined, <laughs> you first rounders? Oh yeah, actually, uh, I talked to I talked to Alex this morning. He has three assists in four games, so I was like, you can't get another one before 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 playoffs because you have, you have some bragging rights on me. But uh, you know, they both started off in the AHL, and you know, I know Matt's still in the HL right now, but you know, they had really good starts. I think uh, Matt has like thirteen points in eleven games, and 
I think Alex had like nine or ten in eight games. And then I know Alex is in the with Colorado right now, but uh, you know I'm just so happy for those two guys. You know they work so hard, and I know they're going to have great NHL careers. And um, but yeah, no, they've been two of my best friends, and uh, just being able to play with them for the last two years was uh, was awesome. And you know I know they're going to do great things uh, in Colorado and in Minnesota. Hards when I uh, when I see you in person next year when life is back to normal we'll swap some BC stories. I, I had some fun there uh, attending a bunch of games. I coached a kid, Scotty Savage, who, who played there for a while, and I would uh, I would tag along when possible. So uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun on that you're, campus. You were in the Moz at all? Or? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the Moz, the Moz uh, Cleveland Circle. It's uh, it's it's a it's a fun time. It's. Uh, Something that uh, I'll miss for sure, but um, you know, I know my all my friends uh, back home. They they all had a blast this spring. So, uh, but yeah, no, BC. It's, it's a great uh, great school. And it's great sports, and it's also a uh, a great place to go to college. Heck of a town. Heck of a town. Always love Boston. Uh, let's talk about your play a little bit. You uh, you know, right away you kind of. You kind of wedge in with the fans here in Chicago because you, you play a tough game. You, 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 you throw a lot of hits. You're right in the mix. And I think it's something that this team certainly needed this year, especially with some guys that played that role kind of absent. But has that always sort of been your game? I mean, through the BC and, and into college and, and now here in the NHL, is this, is this sort of just business as usual for you and your style? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in college, um, that was when I tried to go to the table at BC. I think it was a a big physical power forward, but can also, you know, shoot the puck, score goals, and, and make plays. And, um, you know, I think that's what, what I had to bring to the NHL. And, uh, you know, I knew that Chicago needed that, talking to the coaches here. And, um, you know, I think my first game, I, I tried to, you know, show the fans or the coaching staff um, that I can play physical and, and be, be hard to play against. And uh, But, yeah, that's something I try to bring to the table every night, you know, a guy that can, uh, you know, go in the corners, you know, fight for pucks, uh, check people, but also, you know, making plays and, you know, try to score goals and, and set people up. But, um, no, I think that's that's a style that I need to play. And, um, you know, you, you see a lot of guys in the NHL right now, like, you know, Brady Kachuk, Tom Wilson, those guys, you know, they're, they're you know, they're physical guys. They also can make plays and score goals. And, you know, those are two guys that I, I try to emulate my game by. All right, well, we're having uh, too much fun here with Mike Hardman. So well, we're going to take a break and bring him back on the other side after uh, the 7.30 news with David Jennings. So uh, more with Mike Hardman, with uh, Nick Ismondi and me, straight ahead when Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drives continues on 720 WGN. Chris Bowden, Nick Ismondi, back with uh, Mike Hardman of the Blackhawks here on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. So, uh, Mike, in the last week, uh, we've had uh, uh, kind of the Mike and Mac show, I think, on that fourth line. Uh, you guys assisting on each other's first NHL goals. But you know, when we were talking to McKenzie the other day, he says that you guys just met about 10 days or so ago. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, an instant connection here between you two guys. Yeah, so we, basically what happened was I'm uh, over uh, in Carolina and uh, Kirby got hurt and, uh, you know, Macker came into the lineup and uh, we found out we were playing together and we kind of just, in pregame skate, we were just talking and uh, kind of just learning about each other. And then uh, <clears throat> I think it was our second or third shift in his, in his, uh, his second game in NHL in Carolina and uh, he made an unbelievable play passing off pad and I was just there to tap it in and, uh, you know, we were we were fired up. It was uh, my first goal and his first uh, assist. So we were both on cloud nine. And um, no, I think just as as both 
guys that had limited experience in the NHL. We're just talking to each other, you know, on and off the ice a lot and just uh, learning from each other too. But, uh, you know, he's a great guy. And, you know, I know he spent most of the year in Rockford, but I think he's going to be a really important player uh, for Chicago later on. And uh, But, yeah, he really showed that he can he can play at this level. I think his speed is, is unbelievable. And, you know, he can make plays and, and play that power game too. So he was uh, – no, he, he's a great guy, and uh, you know it was really nice to be able to you know assist on his first goal yeah. too, and you know have uh, have have uh, you know Kane to, to get assist on both our first goals. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you've already I know you've already lobbied Jeremy to keep him uh, keep him on your line together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And- He's definitely, he's definitely the best player I've played with. Well, sure. you know, and, and you guys scored the first goal in front of fans there at the United States. And granted, there were, there were a handful the previous weekend, relatives, family, and friends. But, you, you know, with 3,800, 4,000 or so fans, and you guys were the first ones to light it up. You assisting on Entwistle's goal, and the place just simply erupted. And it was on a night, uh, a first of two consecutive nights, 10 rookies in the lineup. I, I would have to imagine, you know, Things change. This this thing's a, a merry-go-round, a roller coaster. Nothing ever stays the same. But I would have to imagine there has to be a certain bond among all of you guys in terms of uh, what you guys were able to do here over the course of the last uh, couple of contests. Uh, just being uh, ten of probably what uh, twelve or, or uh, fifteen uh, guys, fifteen players that make uh, uh, rookies that uh, were in the Blackhawks lineup. I, I would imagine there's a, a little bit of a bond between all you guys, right? Yeah, it was so like all the rookies. Uh, it was crazy, you know. I didn't. I actually had no idea that there was that many rookies uh, on our team. I remember, you know, Coach uh, Crawford came up to us and he was saying that he was we were playing ten rookies in that game, and uh, you know it was crazy. But I think that um, you know most of the guys played a full year in the NHL, so you know they had a lot. They had a good amount of experience, and uh, but yeah, that game was was awesome just to have all the fans at the UC and. Uh, I remember, like in the national anthem, just hearing everyone clap, and it was just like something that I, I've never really experienced before. It was, uh, it was crazy. And then just you know, after that that first goal, I remember being in a celebration with with Macker and uh, you know Kaner and and uh, the uh, two defensemen there. And I think it was just uh, just hearing all the fans go nuts and uh, hearing the goal horn. It was you know, something that I'll never forget, and uh, it was just pretty cool to. Be able to you know win that uh, first game in front of the fans at the at the UC. It was it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. But you know, I've heard that the United Center is uh, is one of the you know best the stadiums to to play at. I know certain guys in the teams that have been on other teams have said that you know they love playing here. So it was uh, really cool to play in front of those you know three or four thousand fans. You know, Hards, this is something that I kind of ask a lot of the guys when, when they come on here, especially some of the rookies, and I think it's it's so important to kind of get across to the to the fans and the listeners, but I think it's impressive what this group was able to do this year based on the circumstances, based on the number of rookies. I guess from your experience, speak to me just sort of how close that knit is in the room because you don't always have that. And I, and I think the personalities gel really together with this group, which is why we've seen rookies be able to come in and you're able to develop a quick relationship with Mac and you're able to produce right away. It's got to speak to what's going on inside that locker room, the stuff that we don't see from the outside looking in. Yeah, the, the veterans were, were awesome with me. And uh, I came right in and um, everyone was just, you know, want to know uh, about me right away and um, just making me feel really comfortable. And I think that's, the reason why you know a lot of rookies came in this year and, and did really well, and uh, you know that's credit to guys like you know Kane, uh, DeBrincat, um, Duncan Keith, um, you know guys like that that 
you know, our superstars in the league, but they also, they're, they're awesome guys off the ice and, you know, they want to know about you and, um, you know, they're, they're hanging out with you at the rink, stuff like that. So I feel like, uh, you know, in any sport, when you're, when you're comfortable and you have confidence, you know, you, you can, you know, you're playing a lot better. So, um, you know, there was, there's a lot of camaraderie in the room there and, uh, you know, it was just awesome to, you know, kind of, you know, make small talk with guys like Duncan Keith and, and stuff like that. It was something that was pretty crazy just watching the guy like that on TV for most of my life. And, you know, now I can, you know, uh, you know, talk to him with the rink and, you know, I you know, eat breakfast, you know, have lunch with a guy like that. It's, it's pretty nuts, but, um, Texted him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, thought, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's no surprise because, because of this all the camaraderie that, we, that uh, you know, the team have this year. And, you know, I, I know I was only here from, uh, for a couple of weeks, but, you know, I think that's that's the reason why. I think there was a lot of rookies that were feeling comfortable around the group there, and, and it made it a lot easier. All right. Well, uh, well, you share a kinship with, with, like, Andrew Shaw, who was passed over in two drafts. You were passed over in 18-19 before Andrew was finally drafted in the fifth round, I believe, in the 2011 draft. You come out as a college free agent after being bypassed, and you've used that, that chip on your shoulder. Good on you to, uh, to uh, make the climb, and I think it's a good lesson for all, all young hockey players who, who may not be the quote-unquote studs that everyone keeps their eye on as long as you keep grinding and keep to it. Uh, you've, uh, you've reaped those rewards here so far and uh, have a bright future, but as we let you go, I asked you this during your initial Zoom call with the Chicago media as well. What was a uh, what was a fourteen uh, year old Mike Hardman like on uh, that June night in twenty thirteen, Game Six over at the TD Garden? Uh, I, I forgot whether you told me you were at that game or you were watching on TV. Uh, so we might as well end on this happy note. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was watching uh, with all my friends and like a couple of my family members at my house, and I remember <laughs> we were up by a goal with uh, with a couple of minutes left, and I remember Bickle scored, and then, uh, I forget who scored the, the game winning goal there, but uh, I was not happy whatsoever, <laughs> and uh, it was just a pointy night, but you know I'm I'm super excited to be a part of the Blackhawks organization now and. Um, you know, hopefully uh, in my career here, I can I can win. Uh, we can win another cup uh, for Chicago, and that'd be unbelievable. But yeah, that that night in 2013, I was I was not happy whatsoever. <laughs> well, uh, hey, wait, you, t- you, both t- take it from a guy from Detroit who's working in Chicago now, yeah. right, buddy? Like, listen, they 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 like you quickly here. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as the Red Wings beat up on the Blackhawks for all those years, to finally finally getting over the hump. Well, uh, congratulations on uh, this. Uh, I won't say quick rise because, uh, as I say, it's it's been a grind for you. But congratulations on uh, making it to the league and um, for all you've accomplished so far. We know there's a lot more uh, promise coming ahead. I know you're waiting for that uh, come August uh, for that uh, NHL schedule to come out and find out when those two games are against the Boston Bruins next year. But uh, <laughs> congratulations on uh, breaking through here. Your uh, your great debut here with the Blackhawks. Have a great off season and uh, look forward to seeing you come training camp next September. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Mike Hardman joining us here on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves. Drive. What a great kid there. Nice to catch up with uh, Mike Hardman. And uh, interesting story. We didn't even touch on all the things that we would have liked to with Mike, but uh, a nice way to end uh, our, our guest appearances here on Blackhawks Live this season. Nick Gizmondi and I will be back with a little bit more as we uh, count down towards uh, the end of the season for Blackhawks Live. That's next on 720 WGN. 
Welcome back into Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Chris Bowden and Nick Ismondi as we count down on our uh, season finale show here for the Blackhawks wrapped up their season with a 5-4 overtime loss to Dallas. And, and before we get into uh, what we're going to do next year, Nick, I, I just want to ask you if you feel the same way as I do, that uh, on the Blackhawks' official stat sheet to wind up the season, don't, don't you think that you and I should get some assists here? Uh, primary assist right not only not only like secondary apples i mean i'm talking about you and me getting the primary assist on a bunch of goals this year to be quite honest it's like kane being on the line with entwistle and hardman when they score their first nhl goals I, i think we deliver we deliver that much and what am i talking about well, it seemed as though there was a, a, a very positive trend with the guests that we would have here on Blackhawks Live every week and their success in the ensuing week. Curtis Koch hit it. Here we are on 720 WGN. Chris Bowden with you. And our first, very first guest was the third overall pick of the 2015 draft. It is Dylan Strom. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. And now they score. Somehow this one pinballed <laughs> off of Dylan Strom's skate from behind the Tampa net. He was about four feet below the goal line, and the puck deflected off of Vasilevsky's skate. An ugly-looking goal, but it'll count. Calvin DeHaan joining us live from Florida. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. To DeHaan, top of the left circle. He shoots, he scores! Calvin DeHaan! Chris Bowden along with Nick Ismondi, and we are pleased now to be joined by the man who scored that goal described by John Matias Yanmark. Yeah, I mean, it was great to be back. I appreciate it a lot. Picked off by Yanmark, and he's got a breakaway through center ice over the Predator line. Down the slot, he shoots, he scores! Ian Mitchell, so Ian, since you've agreed to come on during a, an off night here in Detroit. Thanks for having me on, guys. To the slot, Mitchell shoots, he scores! A rifling wrist shot there by Ian Mitchell. Alex with 18 points in 15 games so far this season, 12 points in the last nine, and we are pleased to be joined now from Columbus by Alex to bring in. And since that game, you've had Kurashev do go all McDavid. David on, on the Red Wings defense, and then you've had uh, Patrick Kane do his spinorama backhand. Uh, are you working on something up your sleeve about uh, <laughs> can you top that? Are you working on something there? I might have to. I might have to start thinking about that. Debrinket picks up the puck at center ice, carries it in over the jacket line to the left circle, cuts in front, deeks and shoots, he scores! What a move by the Cats! He has certainly put his style and his stamp uh, on this lineup. It's our time now to welcome him into Blackhawks Live. Brandon, Chris Bowden, and Nick Ismani, first of all, thanks for joining us. How are you tonight? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty well. Hagel took the puck away. Sends it all the way down ice. He scores! An empty net goal for Brandon Hagel! And we are pleased to welcome in the guy just uh, coming off a fantastic 30-goal rookie campaign that earned him third place in the Calder Trophy voting. And third is where he stands this season on the Blackhawks in goals, assists, and points. We welcome in Dominic Kubelik. Hey, guys. Pinastrosa came out with a put it in front. Kubelik shoots and scores! Dominic Kubelik off of an outstanding effort by Vinny Hinnestrosa. Acquired from the Florida Panthers along with Brett Conley and Henrik Borgström. Ten games under his belt as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. And again, we are pleased to be joined tonight from Raleigh by Riley Stillman. Riley, thanks for taking some time out of your off night here. We appreciate it. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me in, guys. A shot from the left point. They score! And Pew Sooner let it go. I'm not sure if this was tipped on the way in or not, but we got a tie game with 3.01 left in period number three. Yeah, you knew it was tipped in by Riley Stillman for his first NHL goal last week. 
Nick Ismondi, nine active Blackhawks players that we had on over the course of uh, our all our weeks here. You know, we had some very other special guests from, you know, Denny Savard, Jamal Mayers, uh, you know, a couple of other people in the organization. But of uh, the actual current Blackhawks players who are on the roster, nine players, eight of them, eight of them <laughs> got goals in the week after we had them on the ensuing week. I don't know what Connor Murphy's problem was. You know what Connor Murphy's problem was? He was just getting hit by too many pucks, blocking shots throughout the course of the season. And he did a fantastic, a fantastic job. I'm pr- pretty sure he hit the post that game, though. Yeah. I remember it. I remember like everybody reacting on Twitter, too, because I think he hit the post in that one. But. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, oh, uh, maybe uh, next season we'll give Connor another, uh, another opportunity. And, and if he doesn't come through then, then we really got a problem with number hey. five. Hey, Bose, what's it like to have eight assists in the NHL, bud? Uh, I, you know what? Uh, great, eh? I, I never thought it would happen. Yeah, I never thought either. it would happen. I love let's, it. Let's, let's go to uh, our, our, our hockey DB right now and, and type it in, yes. see if it's registered yet. Time for our final break here. Some final thoughts from Nick and myself as we wound up this uh, inaugural season of Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Ken and Dave Drive. One mega call does it all. We have come to that point in the show. We tried to get Gene Hanna to give us a one minute to go in regulation for our final edition of Blackhawks Live presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. We certainly hope there will be a Taves driving around and uh, skating around the rink here next season as we put a bow on this uh, inaugural season of Blackhawks Live. Uh, Nick Gizmati, it has been an absolute blast uh, spending uh, these hours each week with you talking nothing but Blackhawks hockey. They gave us a lot to talk about this season and uh, can't wait to see how this team uh, develops here moving forward. There are going to be changes actually Stan Bowman announcing during a season ticket holder Zoom uh, this hour uh, that he and Jeremy Carlton are doing that he has signed Henrik Borgstrom to a two-year contract. So we'll see Borgstrom here. Hopefully we'll see Taves here. There will be changes, but uh, uh, this season hopefully a launching pad for this Blackhawks team. And uh, it's been a ton of fun working with you here this past season. Excited to see what the Blackhawks do. And and Bodes, I cannot thank you enough for uh, letting me be on on with you on this legendary, uh, you know, station and and with you who I, you know, admire more than I could put into words. You're a rock star, sir. And I'll get out of the way and let you you say your thank yous. But uh, big thanks to Dave and Curtis and Mary Boyle and then obviously everybody over at the Chicago Blackhawks for for everything they did for me this season. And, uh, you know, can't thank the communications team enough and Mm -hmm. Stan and, and and. and everybody for for all the, su- the support and love and, and the city too. You guys are amazing, and uh, thanks for welcoming a, a kid from Detroit uh, into your uh, legendary ranks. Uh, back at you, sir. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess by force of habit, we're going to be forced to just do our own Zoom, even if it's not on the air yeah. uh, next yeah. Monday at seven o'clock. So yeah. we'll alert everybody to join us then. Nick, outstanding drink. job as always. Again, some thank yous to get before we uh, break for news. The Blackhawks Media Relations Department, as uh, Nick indicated, especially Will Chuckerman, who was uh, the driving force behind getting our guest Curtis Koch, our producer, Brett Jackson, our engineer, pretty much all season long, most of all you for joining us and listening to us here every week. Coming up next, it is John Landecker. That's after the 8 o'clock news with David Jennings from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Again, thank to all of you for listening and have yourself a great offseason, everyone.